And away we go with Hour 3 of the morning show here on a Friday, the 22nd of September. It's the last day of summer. Tomorrow starts out the uh, the new season of fall. Ah, it's never fall. It's with the autumnal equinox or whatever it's called. Uh, and it's going to feel like fall, too, over the weekend. Looks like uh, it's going to be cooler, windy, and rainy for the weekend. So. You know, and every time we go to want to get the trees cut, it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow's the end. Yeah, and, yeah. and do it tomorrow, but. Uh, we're well, gonna get them. They can do it in the rain, can't they? It's it's pretty hard. Uh, I suppose okay. climbing up on the tree. No, it's not like you're. Yeah. These guys ran a man a man lift, and you're up oh, there. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. And, and windy down. conditions probably wouldn't help windy, either. Windy and if yeah. it's pouring rain, I don't know. I, I don't right. think I'd be wanting to do it. So. Well, you got a special guest for us. Yes, this I uh, coordinated with the mm-hmm. professor last night <laughs> out in. The sunny state of good America. timing because lots going on again with uh, yeah. uh, Ukraine missile, uh, mm-hmm. missile strike in uh, a Russian headquarters of the yeah. Black Sea port in Crimea. Yeah. Uh, President happened. was at the UN and at the uh, at Congress, Congress looking for money. Yeah, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Ukraine's out begging for money. There, Michael Kaiser. <laughs> What's the story with that? Uh, well, it looks like they're going to get it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds it, like it. Yeah. 20, 24, 24 more billion. Uh, so, um, but it's you know, what do your listeners feel? Is it necessary? They they want to stop funding to Ukraine. What what are your listeners? I, I think it's a mixed bag there, Mike. Uh, I guess people look at the problems that, and this is endemic for every every period in, in history. I mean, back during uh, the nineteen thirties when Nazi Germany was rising. In the United States, people didn't want to get involved in uh, in European problems because we got problems here at home, and I think you're hearing some of that now. And and that's the that's the dangerous side when you have renegade regimes run by dictators like in Russia, and uh, you know you have them threatening. Uh, some of the other former Eastern Bloc nations, Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. And, uh, you know, this is the problem, and hoping this doesn't boil over yeah. into uh, into the rest of Europe. So well, the biggest issue I thought about is we've already given them lots of money, and is there any progress been made with that money at this point? Well, Russia hasn't taken them over. This is true. We stopped that. It's kind of a stalemate at this point, it sounds like. Seems that way. Mike, yeah. uh, what's, what's the take out there on this whole deal? How long can well, Russia hold out? I think it's important, too, that we remember we're not really giving them billions of dollars. We're giving them arms mm-hmm. made by American manufacturers. So um, yes, uh, this week with with class, we've been talking about Tide Aid, uh, how we pledge you know, billions of dollars to help countries and uh, alleviate poverty and, and different things around the world. But most of that money is spent in the United States. It's spent on U.S. consultants and agencies and uh, equipment. Even even in uh, Haiti, when we had the earthquake, um, it was buying blankets and, and goods in the United States to send to Haiti um, or employing uh, Americans to go to Haiti to help. Uh, 93% of the money that went to Haiti was spent in the United States, was not spent in country. So uh, that's tied aid. And military aid, if you think about it, um, 
most of the hardware we're giving is, is stockpiled in the United States, was built by American manufacturers. So um, is, is it really giving them a lot of money, or is it giving them the support to fight a war that we want them to win? Well, I think the, uh, the error that the Biden administration makes and the error that con- members of Congress make in their speak is they, they talk dollars. They don't talk equipment. So the vision right. that some people have, Mike, is under the Obama administration, when the C-140 landed in Tehran with billions of dollars in U.S. cold cash, they shipped it off in pallets and gave to the Iranians. I think that's the vision that a lot of people have, that there's planes landing, there's pallets full of $100 bills, and people are running away with buckets full of money, and that's not the case. So the administration really needs to sell it a lot better and be a little bit more specific and tell people what this uh, new $20 billion is is going for and spelling it out like you just did. It's employing yeah. people in the United States. It's manufacturing munitions here in the United States and shipping it over there. Um, there's a lot of talk this week about Poland um, stopping its aid to Ukraine. Now, Poland has been such a, a good friend to Ukraine. Uh, they've taken more refugees than any other country. Um, they have given so much that their stockpiles are down. So they said, no, we got to stop um, giving aid to Ukraine because we got to build up our stockpiles for ourselves. If this war does come to Poland, we're not going to have any equipment to fight them with. So we're stopping temporarily until we refill our stockpiles. And then, um, you know, they're, 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 the media made such a big deal of this that Poland is, is now backing off on its support for Ukraine, but they're not at all backing off. They just have to take a breather um, for necessity reasons. Let's uh, head to the phone. Hi, who is this? Hey, this is Wade. Yeah, Wade. There's more than one report out there stating that Ukraine is running out of fighting men and women. Russia has a much larger population. Ukraine is going to lose. We can't spend our way out of this. The only way we're going to effectively is by putting our own troops there, and I'm not interested at all in that. Not one bit. And no one can tell me I'm wrong because all you got to do is do a little Google search. I agree with you, Wade. We should not be sending our troops there. That's why we should be sending equipment there so they can fight the war. You're putting it down a rat hole. There's not enough people to use it. And what is what is the status, Mike? What's the this status? This is happening in Russia. Where they increase their draft rate in Russia to people that are fifty-five. The population is much larger. Yeah, but they don't want to fight in Russia, whereas the Ukrainians do want to fight. I understand that, but still, it's a losing proposition. If it's a losing proposition, the whole world loses because, as as Neil just said. Um, Putin will take Moldova next, and then he'll, he'll look for a weakness in, in NATO. And um, you don't want to fight a war. People? Um, why, why isn't France involved in this? Why isn't Spain involved in this? Why isn't Italy involved in this? They are involved. 
They are sending equipment too. They're compared to what we're throwing down well. the rat hole. Hey, thanks, man, for the input there. All right, Wade. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, Mike, no, there's he has, uh, a, has a great point. He has a great point uh, because he's talking about how much is enough. And uh, in war, Neil, as you were pointing out, in Germany, um, there were a lot of people that had this very same feeling, including in the United States. Um, how much is enough? What well, depends what you're fighting for. And we're fighting for, um, it's more than democracy. We're fighting for um, a U.N. charter that, that a country should not be able to invade another country. If Russia gets away with this, uh, we talked before about China goes in and takes Taiwan, and people start taking countries um, like they did back in World War II. We thought we were beyond that. Well, world. Since World War II, I mean, China just walked right into Tibet and took them over, and the U.N. didn't lift a finger back in the 50s when that happened. And, yeah. uh, and that's, when, that's when things could have been stopped with China, but uh, nobody lifted a finger on that. And, right. Uh, the, the point, I, I guess Wade's got a... Uh, a good point. How many oh, do, yeah. we, do we know what the casualty rate has been? The total casualties that the Ukraine uh, forces have suffered? No, we don't. Uh, and we That's... we we don't know the the smoke and mirrors in Russia. We know it's tens of thousands of Russians have been killed on the front line. And you're right. I mean, young men and now now fifty year old men are fleeing Russia, trying to get out of Russia because they don't want to be drafted and be cannon fodder on the battlefield. And I think that's what we have to we have to remember the the we've talked about it before the resolve that Ukrainians have to fight this war and die for this war um, versus Russians um, not even knowing what's going on because of the uh, uh, limits on uh, information that's getting out through their media um, and yet they're still running um, resolve as we talked before resolve wins wars. Uh, so in that respect, it's it's really not pouring money down a rat hole. I think Ukraine wins this war, even if even if there's a settlement on on territory. Uh, I think uh, Ukrainians are going to be fighting Russia for years after uh, a peace settlement because they're going to be become the terrorists. They're going to keep fighting this war. So I I, I put my money on have the resolve to win a war, uh, which, you know, we've so many examples of the United States having not having resolve in places like Afghanistan and Iraq and Vietnam, um, you know. We'll take another phone call. That'll be coming up first. We need to take a break. 822 now, the morning show here on KDAO. The KDAO Morning Show. You made me cry when you said... Goodbye. Ain't that a shame? Ain't that a shame? Eight twenty-six already, and summer is over after today. Well, it's going to be nice begins tomorrow. We've let's, still got uh, let's head back to the phones here this morning. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. Hi, Tom. Well, I'll start out by saying, you know, years ago, H and R Block used to have a saying that if you got audited. They would stand behind you. When the real joke was, they would stand behind you, really, really far behind you. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what <laughs> happened with the Europeans. They never stood behind Ukraine. 
when NATO should have put 200,000 men on the border uh, and Russia put 100 and some thousand men on the border, they should have doubled up all along the way, but they never had the courage to do that. So now we're at this stalemate that the Russians ultimately will just continue to grind away. You know, currently we have over 50 nations that are at war with each other on this planet. But this is one that could potentially turn into the ugliest of battles, and that is nuclear. If the Russians begin to lose, they will use those nuclear capabilities. Putin has inadvertently said so. And this is my real concern. You know, rather than uh, taking this situation and preventing it from happening, the Europeans chose to ignore it, to pretend it wasn't happening, and now it's happening. And Russia has said, if it comes right down to it, we're going to use nukes. So this could be the ugliest of all the 50-some wars that are going on currently on this planet. And that's how I feel about it. I don't know how the professor, if he wants to try and defend the idea that, you know, this is ultimately worth it. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I disagree with you, Professor Kaiser. Mike, what, subject. what do you think on Tom's comments there? Well, I mean... I think Tom's right, but I hear Tom saying that he thinks the war is worth it. It's it maybe too late, um, and we're we're throwing good money after bad. We should have done more um, years ago when Ukraine wanted to join NATO. When Ukraine wanted to join the EU, we didn't do it. We uh, uh, more about ourselves than than uh, what their plight would be. Um, but I don't. Tom, I don't hear you saying that you think the war should be, we should we should end it. We should let Russia have Ukraine. Are you? I'm, I'm saying it's inevitable that they will win at this point. The, the real battle should have been fought a long time ago. Uh, instead of letting it get to this point, you know, now that your neighbor has uh, effectively started your house on fire and he's, he's burned half of it, you know, the best you can do is salvage the basement. That's where we're at with uh, this situation. I, I believe it's just inevitable, uh, Professor Kaiser, that the Russians are going to grind it out. Like Wade was saying, they they ultimately have more resources, more manpower. And you know what? They really don't care if the, the uh, soldiers don't want to fight. Well, the Russians are the Russians are dragging out old uh, World War II munitions that they've had in storage because they're running so low on stuff. And, and I, I guess are the you know, Mike, you know, you've been to Russia, you've been to Ukraine, you know the mentality there. Are are the Russians going to literally uh, put the gun to the heads of their young and now middle aged men and say, "You fight for us, or your families die." This is what happened what, during. This is what ha, this is what the Germans did when they took over country after country, conscripted uh, locals. This is what the Japanese did all throughout uh, Asia when they conquered Indonesia. They rounded up all the young men and said, "Raise your right hand. You will now fight for the empire, or your families die." Is Russia capable of doing that? 
what kind of a soldier do you have that has to fight in that kind of war? You have a soldier that's going to fight for this family. Are, are running, leaving the country. They don't want to fight that kind of war. There's a lot of Russians that that believe Ukrainians are are their friends and neighbors, and sure. um, so uh, you know I, it, Russia now is having to get uh, Soviet-style weapons out of North Korea. Yep. Um, they don't even know if the shells are going to fire uh, in their guns and and their uh, artillery. Um, Russia is desperate. Um, they, look at the Wagner inc- incident. Um, I don't think we realize how weak Russia is. We want to think of them as a superpower, but Russia's being brought to its knees by itself, uh, by its own people, by its lack of uh, um, technology um, that's that's antiquated. Uh, Ukraine, on the other hand, has has uh, the West behind them, providing them equipment. As long as we provide them equipment, they'll win the war. Mike, we, uh, we, we need to go for a quick uh, run around yep. here. We'll and we got right another back. phone call, too. We'll get to that right after this break on KDAL. It is the morning show here on KDAL coming up on 836. We've got partly sunny skies in the forecast, although it's uh, foggy this morning. There's a slight chance for showers and boomers this afternoon. Look for highs in the low 70s if you're inland. Uh, cooler temps by the lake as those easterly winds increase. As we get back into the show, we do have another caller. Hi, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, no humor this morning. All right, Jerry. What's <laughs> I, up? I'd like to make a comment on our, your topics this morning. Sure. As far as I know, Russia is still in the Security Council. And I know they have made some sanctions against Russia, but for heaven's sakes, where are all the nations? They could cripple Russia with just the Security Council actions. The United Nations seems like it's laying down on the job. Mike, what do you think uh, Jerry's uh, Absolutely. That was the number one topic in in class this week. The United Nations is laying down on on its job. Um, uh, If you think about what the United Nations is, is all about, um, the fact that they're allowing China and Russia to be on the Security Council is is a joke. It's a farce. Um, with the threats that they're making. Um, but at the same time, you have a country like India, who's not doing saying anything about it, is not even against uh, the war in Ukraine and, and uh, afraid to say anything about it because they're getting their oil from Russia, they're getting armaments from, from Russia, um, you have countries thinking of themselves, not thinking about what the goals are of the U.N. The U.N. is just ineffective, and it's, it's becoming more so. Um, uh, and that's a real concern for all of us because it's not just uh, military engagement. It's, uh, uh, there's not enough money to feed people now. They're, they're, uh, uh, the U.N. is falling down on its uh, job with, uh, um, you know, the – with the food yeah. that's being provided to the world, I mean, it, right. the UN is becoming very ineffective. I, I totally agree with you, um, but it's because the members are thinking of themselves. Well, like how about taking this. how about taking them all off the Security Council and reestablish just exactly what the original plans were for the Security Council? Because the Security Council, including the United States, are permanent members and uh, have have. Uh, 
written the uh, uh, you know the UN uh, rules in, in such a way that it's impossible to get rid of them. Well, then the Security Council, then the United Nations is an ineffective organization. Period. I agree. Hmm. I agree with you. Yep. Thanks for the call. What, what do we have as an alternative? What What was the goal of the uh, UN? And should we try to try to fix what's what's wrong, or just scrap the UN altogether? We'll try for another call. Hi, who's this? Hey, Corey from the Marines. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> well, Professor, I'll agree with you on one thing, that the U.N. is about as worthless as worthless could be. It should have been disbanded many, many, many years ago. As far as the Ukraine war goes, it is nothing but a large money laundering operation for the amount of money that the United States has sent for an ineffective B.S. war we should not send one more dime to them at all. For Zelensky to be over here with our legislators pondering for money, it's a travesty. I think we all have to ask ourselves why this war is happening. And it's happening not because Zelensky is a Nazi, like Putin has said, um, or Russia was not being threatened by Ukraine. Um, the war is happening because Putin is looking 20 years into the future and realizing that oil and gas is his his bread and butter, his his major commodity is going to not be worth what it is today in 20 years. Food is what he's looking at, and that's why he wants Ukraine. We've talked about it before on the show. Um, so Putin is making an effort to take territory so that he has agriculture, so that he has um, uh, a future in a, another commodity that the world is going to need in 20 years. Well, that's, that's what this, this is about. Go, we go went ahead. through the same thing when Obama was in office about Ukraine and Crimea and so forth. It is nothing but a Ponzi war is all it is. But why, well, Corey, again, how, how is it happening why, and what does it say about where the world is heading? We have to recognize it's, it's, what, what the world is heading toward. Um, otherwise, we're just ostriches putting our heads in the sand. Um, it, last but, week, but don't Italy had 10,000... 10,000 migrants coming from Africa. Um, the whole world is being inundated with migrants that are leaving their countries yes. because of economic distress. Um, so we could have shut down the southern border for a fraction of the cost that we have sent to Ukraine. But did we do it? No. The Democrats grandstanded, said we can't afford this money, but we continue to send tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine, it makes them look stupid. It but makes our own politicians look very, very, very foolish and stupid. But both Republicans and Democrats are supporting exactly. the war in Ukraine because I think they understand a little better than we do what it's all about. When it comes to refugees, we have to remember that the greatest number of illegal aliens in this country are here because of overextending their visas. Not by coming over the southern um, border. No, not at this time. They have flooded over the southern border. You can't even no, have it, Corey. You're wrong. I mean, you're wrong. It the is, biggest problem with Americans is they don't know what's going on. And that's we don't even know the, the numbers. The problem that we have we following the media sources well, that we hey, follow. Hey, guys, you're talking <laughs> to. Hold it, hold it, hold it. You're talking two separate things here. You're talking. All right, the existing. Uh, illegals who have, uh, let's say, visas expired in the country that have been here for years. That's one issue. 
That's yeah. a separate issue. What Corey's talking about is the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of illegals that are coming up, flooding the borders now. We're seeing it. There uh, Once again, we're being overwhelmed. Now, apparently, the Obama administration is giving the blessing to a half a million uh, Venezuelans that are here and extending their legal status. That doesn't talk about the tens of thousands of people that are on their way, if they're not on the southern border now, that are coming across. And, and look, look at the city of New York. They're going nuts because refugees, illegals, have been shipped up there, and uh, they claim that they were a sanctuary city, and the border communities down in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and Southern California can't handle this. And all of a sudden, right. the big metropolitan areas are taking some of these illegals in, and it's it's breaking the bank in those cities. And but uh, Neil, like, why? why? Why is it I happening? Why is it happening? And why is it happening all over the world? That's what I want people to understand. This is happening all over the world. It's not just the United States dealing with the southern border. It's happening all over the world. Why? And the the, the leaders you know around the world are trying to figure out where they're going to be in their countries in 10, 20 years with the problems that we're confronting with climate change and, and uh, the, the lack of food, um, the lack of fresh water. Um, there's, there's hell breaking loose. And, and, and if we let countries start taking one another by force, um, you know, we talked about the U.N. being worthless. The U.N., if we don't do something uh, to strengthen the U.N., um, it's going to get a lot worse. It's not, these aren't separate issues. These are all related issues. And we have to ask ourselves, why is it happening and what should we do about it? In the Senate, there's unanimous support of continuing the Ukraine war because they know that if we can't deal with this problem, it's going to get much worse with military uh, takeovers. Mike, can I leave you with can I leave you with one last thing? If you think the Republican and the Democrat Party are working for us, we have a uniparty. They are all working in one direction against us. They want to keep us fearful, locked down, and under control. And that is one hundred percent the facts of what we have seen so far. I, I neither totally one of them agree with you. I totally agree with you, Corey. I think the problem is Congress. The fact that they can't. Well, who, but who all is in Congress? Republicans and Democrats. Democrats. It, goes for the Senate. it goes for the Senate as well. Neither one of them want to see our best interest. There are a few elites that want to run this entire world. That is the answer to why you're seeing the immigration go across the world. The more they can bring this down into a third world world, not just country, world, the better they can have the control. They want to keep us scared. That They want to keep us pitted against each other. And the sooner more people wake up and realize that, the further or the better we're going to have a chance of turning this whole thing around. Thanks for the call, Thanks, The world are enormous. And they're, it, it, as they say, it's a perfect storm. Well, Mike, I look um, at I look at what happens in uh, in southern, in Europe, uh, with with the uh, migrants coming across the Mediterranean and boats flipping over, and uh, Spain, Italy, and France trying to deal with uh, the uh, m- illegal immigration coming across. We saw what happened with uh, several million uh, migrants, people fleeing Syria, the civil war in Syria. 
And I, I look at the destabilization of countries all over the world, and what's interesting is the Chinese and the Russians are helping to prop up uh, rogue regimes all throughout Africa, all throughout, uh, throughout the world, and you're seeing in uh, the government in Niger, we just saw the coup d'etat in uh, the African nation of Niger, and supported by mercenaries from the Wagner Group and, and others, and you start seeing this nation after nation uh, turning away from democracy to totalitarian states because the strong man is the one that ro- rules the show, and you see this more and more happening, Mike. Right, right. And that's why I'm saying we got to look at the bigger picture and not separate these into, you know, the issue of the southern border or the uh, uh, war in Ukraine. Um, It's all one problem. And, uh, you know, as Corey was pointing out, the the fact that uh, the U.N. is ineffective um, doesn't bode well. We're going to take another break. We have another call to get to, and we'll be right back. Back to the KDAL Morning Show. All righty, we got time for one more call uh, this morning. Let's do it. Uh, hi, who's this? Hi, Don Colin. So yeah. I've got a comment. All right. All the money that's going to Ukraine and Taiwan could feed a lot of hungry kids here in America and also pay for more school teachers to reduce class sizes. All right. All right, Don. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Well, Mike, you're helping us stir up the pot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and every one of your, your callers in had, had a great point. Yeah. Um, and I, I was waiting to. It's the politicians, Congress, I totally agree with them, uh, the Congress is falling down on its job, where we expect these politicians to lead us, to lead their constituents. They're instead playing to the lowest common denominator, and you're getting extreme right, you're getting extreme left, um, and we're not addressing the problems of the world, like immigration. There hasn't been an immigration bill in this country in, God, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 it's, years. It's been, I think the last the last one was during the Reagan administration. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's they've, just, they've kicked the can down the road just like they kicked the can with Social Security and Medicare and the whole nine yards. The Social Security trust fund's going to run out of dough in about uh, uh, 2035, and uh, they kicked the can down the road on that. Anytime a Republican or anybody that gets up and says, you know, we've got to do something about it, then the Democrats claim they want to kick Grandma and Grandpa off the cliff and take all their benefits away. So nobody's cooperating. So you you got all these problems. You got immigrations, not nothing happened there. Uh, Social Security benefits, nothing's happening there. The can's being kicked on the road. Then you got the crisis in Europe with with Ukraine. And Don makes a point. We spent how many billions of dollars in Ukraine, and yet we've got uh, kids can't read and write. We're losing our edge worldwide. Uh, In fact, people coming into this country. To get engineering degrees are coming from India, Pakistan, and coming to work for companies in this country because we don't have the 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 the, the, the youth that are going to college and getting the engineering degrees or other of some of the uh, technical uh, issues out there. And so Don's got a good point there. But the yeah, point is, is how do you how do you, how do you how do you how do you stop the flood coming in? 
You you talk about it being an international crisis, which it is, but we're in the here and now. All those communities in the southern border are being overwhelmed. I know people down there in law enforcement and people that live there, and and they it, it's unbelievable. And finally, the national media, it was Fox and a couple of the more uh, right-wing networks that were covering the border crisis. Now, all of a sudden, because you've got trainloads of people coming, nobody can cover it up. And you've got an administration that's ducking its head in the sand that claims that the head of Homeland Security claims there's the border secure. It's not. They're seeing time and time again, it's not just uh, Latinos that are coming across. There's people from China, from Africa, from all over the place that are somehow getting into uh, Central America and are trying to rush the U.S. border. And it's just uh, unbelievable what we're seeing. And there's there's no gumption, uh, whether it's this administration or Congress, to deal with it. Well, Congress is the only one that can deal with, <clears throat> with uh, the immigration. Well, the, uh, the, you talk immigration, but the government, the, the people that are in power... Right now, they could stop the flow of people coming across the border if this administration had the will to do it, but they right. they don't because they're and not it, because they're afraid to be look like they being a dictatorship stopping the flow. They 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 have the fear. Back in the 1950s, when Dwight Eisenhower was president, they had the same situation happen. Eisenhower militarized it and put out the order: don't come across because it's not going to end well for you. In this day and age, you can't do that. Look at how the administration demonized the Border Patrol that were on horseback trying to get people to move along. They claimed, the Biden claimed, that these law enforcement people were whipping the people, which was not the case. Those are the theatrics. And when you have an administration that cannot grasp and, and do the right thing here and stop the nonsense... This is what you have. But, but let's, let's agree that it's both sides. With all of this happening in the world, what do we focus on? Well, it's both sides when you come to, when you come to right Congress. Even, the, the, it, president, all, the, the president has agree, the ball. Though, that it's both sides of the aisle, Neil. It, it doesn't, Mike, Mike, it doesn't matter about Congress. It doesn't matter. Joe Biden is a president. George Bush was a president. Barack Obama was the president. They're the ones that control the forces, the police, the military, the National Guard to be able to do things in crisis. Congress passes the laws, which they're not doing. But the point of the matter is whoever is in power now, the buck stops in that White House there. And uh, when you have immediate crises on the border like we have right now. To fix it, yes, you got to get Congress to get their act together to fix it, but it doesn't deal with the here and now and illegal activities, the drug cartels, fentanyl, 150,000 young people killed last year by drug overdoses, and most of it coming out of the southern border. So, you know, speaking of Congress getting this act together, we have only a week left until the government shuts down. Oh, yeah, now we've get... got that looming <laughs> right. on us. Jeez, <laughs> Just okay. thought I'd pass crisis that along. Crisis after crisis. I know. Hey, we got to probably wrap things up here, Mike, but I appreciate your uh, visit again this week. Oh, Mike? it was sure, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Any further thoughts there, Mike? No, I just, I just uh, wish that we could look at the, the world, the problems of the world, and understand what's happening, and then talk about uh, policy uh, to confront it. And, you know, hopefully we have politicians that want to confront it instead of 
you know, focusing on Hunter Biden or, or other things that, uh, and again, both sides of the aisle, I think, are at fault. Um, of course, point about leadership, um, uh, politicians, uh, I totally agree with. They're, they're to blame, and, and democracy is in trouble all around the world, but especially right here at home. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All right, we'll wrap things up here on a Friday with a very appropriate song. It's time for everybody to get together. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, The Young Bloods to news time next. Then Rick Jordan's got Friday Fishing Frenzy on KDAO. Love is but a song we sing.